everyone who is here today is being about something bigger than ourselves. We are standing here strong and fierce in our conditions and our choices, fighting for the children who have been injured and have died, and also fighting for families to have the right to choose what they want to do. Give it all up just to make sure my kids are safe and sound and healthy. What's up, everybody? It's Frankie and Tay here from Meet the Wintersteins. Welcome to episode three. It's been a long time coming since our last episode. We've been a bit preoccupied. So um, much has happened, my goodness. Uh, we'll fill you guys in shortly, but first of all, um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Hope you guys had an amazing holiday break with your families. Mm -hmm. 2021 is upon us. Um, so much to look forward in our own household and uh, we're excited for the new journey. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, if you guys uh, sort of look above, might give you some hints um, where, we, where are. we are and our little uh, wristband here is a bit, a bit of a uh, accessory and our couch has shrunk. <laughs> um, so boss lady, why don't you um, tell them the good news? Well, some people may have guessed it, mm. but we are actually back in Australia. What? We have landed back in Sydney and we have been here in quarantine mm -hmm. for 13 days now. We are filming from quarantine yes. and we got the okay to get out of here. Yes. So we thought we're going to jump on, record a podcast episode, mm. fill everyone in as to what the heck has been going down for us. Mm. Why have we decided to move back to Australia during yeah. this interesting time in history mm. why have we come back yeah. and there's a lot for us to share and say um so this episode is basically going to be sharing why we decided to make this big move and um yeah i think it's really going to be inspiring and relevant for a lot of people in 2021 yeah. to encourage everyone to start making big moves because yeah. This is the time. If anything, this year is the time to do what you have always wanted to do. Make those dreams a reality. Build that business. Quit that job. Do whatever you need to do to start building the lifestyle and the and the environment that you truly want to raise your children in. I think everything that's going down right now has shown us like the world is not waiting for anyone. It's like no. up to us to take radical responsibility to make sure that every choice that we are making is moving us towards a self-sustainable lifestyle where we can completely bypass the system. We don't even need to rely on them and we starve them of our money and our attention and we build a completely different way. And so this is us going into 2021. We are so excited to be here. Mm. Oh my gosh, it feels like uh, it's been a whirlwind to be honest. Like we yeah. have just had a crazy last four weeks because we made the decision pretty quickly. And once we decided, we like made it happen. So made it happen and we got out of there. Mm. So why don't you tell her, give a bit of context as to what's been yes. going baby? Well, um, my team's still training, obviously. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was a tough decision. Uh, basically, myself and Tay 
you know, have been talking about this moment for a long, long time. It wasn't just um, out of the blue or anything like that, but we felt like we saw a couple of signs pop up um, in our our every day-to-day life and we we sort of thought, you know what, I think now is the time to to head Mm -hmm. home and uh, it was a tough conversation that I had with my coach and my club and my teammates, but I definitely think I've made the right choice and I know 100% I've made the right choice. Um, all the stuff that was happening over in France had um, had us living, you know, under a bit of a cloud. And mm. um, for those who don't know, in France, um, they've banned um, children like mine from attending school. And then mm-hmm. the president's come out um, and said by sep- September 2021 that all homeschooling will be banned in France. Mm-hmm. So had I had that in the mix, and also with Australia restricting all travel. Mm-hmm. Um, to our family coming to visit us Mm -hmm. that was also in the mix plus we had a decision made by the Super League over in um, over in England about my team whether we'd step up to a vacant position made um, by one of the teams leaving the competition Mm. and the decision didn't go in our favor so Mm. that was another thing that popped up to the list and then old wifey over here just kept reminding me about all the signs and Mm -hmm. just how everything was aligning and you know what she said basically babe like if this is not a sign I don't know what is like and I've always said from day dot you know I'd I'd walk away from um, footy and put my family first at a you know at a flick of a, a finger and I guess to have that really confronted right in front of me and you know in my head going back and forth whether or not just to live up to that expectation mm. you know it was it was definitely a tough decision to make but here we are in sydney now and i know for a fact that once we get out of here in 17 hours <laughs> um and then you know I'm, I'm able to give my mom and my dad a hug and you know my parents can see you know my my, my two boys and yeah. i've definitely made the right choice because at the end of the day family is everything to me and it wasn't worth living in france you know we were getting you know throughout this whole um pandemic we've been getting 100 percent pay like mm. it's not like we took a massive pay cut like all the other teams did in my competition we you know fair fair play to my club they've paid us on time 100 percent of our wage throughout this whole deal even mm. though we hadn't played since last march so it was definitely a tough decision just to walk away from the team and you know the bond that we created um, mm. in the squad and also the experiences that we haven't had in France. Mm. We loved France. Like yeah. honestly, I thought I was. In, we thought we were going to be there for the next five years. Yeah. Easy. I was like writing down okay exactly what I needed to do to obtain a French passport. You know, I already had my French driver's license coming in the mail. Mm. All this stuff that we just sort of were building for our yeah. future in France. Mm. And then once we got the confirmation that our team wasn't going to go up um, to the Super League and, and stay in championship but we saw we thought that um, you know what that was the final that was the nail final now in the coffin for us to <laughs> pack our bags and come back to Sydney yeah. even though we had an amazing house yeah we just moved into our country house and, and that's the thing it was loving it it was not an easy decision no. it was one something that we went back and forth on for quite a while and and it was a huge decision because yeah. he it's not like like you didn't have a contract to go to, you're not fit enough to yeah, play, injured, you had yeah. a contract, fit, healthy, can still play on. Um, 
and you chose to walk away from it and, and let it go to protect our family and do what's best for our babies right now. And we strongly feel that that is coming back to Australia where our village is, where our family is, yeah. where our people are, so that we can really band together right now during these crazy, crazy times, especially during a time where, uh, you know, families like ours are being targeted yeah. and we're being censored and we're being shut down and suppressed mm. and locked out and, and pushed away from, you know, it feels like almost everything right now, especially when it comes to the mask mandates and the alleged vaccine mandates that are going to come out and stop people from even socializing at a pub and all of these things that have been spoken about right now and tossed up into the mix so this was a massive decision because like you said we had a beautiful house like we just moved into a house that we absolutely loved yeah. it was in the countryside it was we wanted we did that specifically to get out of the city because we did not want to spend another lockdown in the city yeah. and that's the other thing like we had a beautiful year in france don't get me wrong but we had to live through quite a lot and we had to live through lockdowns and not just any like casual kind of lockdown. This was like hard, strict lockdown yeah. and we had lots of restrictions, mask mandates everywhere, inside mm. and outside. And so there was a lot that we were dealing with um, living in a, a foreign country. We couldn't speak the language. We didn't know the laws. Mm. So for me, like on a personal note, I felt really restricted, obviously, not just not being able to go out and different things like that. Mm. I felt restricted in my soul's expression. I felt like I couldn't speak my truth. I couldn't say what I wanted to say. And it got to a point where I, you know, we, there was all of these things kept coming and, you know, thrown back into lockdown and over Christmas. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, is this really worth it? Is it worth it if we can't even have our family come over because Australia won't open up their borders and yeah. they're not going to for a, still a really long time. So it's like, I, I had to really sit with, we both did mm. sit with the fact that can we bear the thought of not seeing our family for quite possibly a very long time yeah. because they're not allowed to leave Australia and come visit us for a holiday. They were supposed to be with us for Christmas. Christmas. The, his parents were supposed to come mm. over, you know, in September. The, we had all of these plans like everyone did in 2020. We had all these plans yeah. and then COVID came and it got thrown into the mix. And so, you know, we had such a beautiful time in France and we honestly, when we first moved there, we thought we were going to be there literally for years yeah. and we had all of these amazing ideas and visions and plans. And then obviously, like I said, covid came and it and it just changed, changed everything work, yeah. and we made the boat like we made the best of the situation and, and we mm. still traveled throughout summer even yeah. though there were still restrictions we did what we wanted to do and we literally made the most of yeah. our time like any like i feel like every country we moved to we've lived in japan we've lived in the uk mm. i feel like every place that we've been and we've lived we've always made the most of the yeah. situation that we're in at the time and i think that's definitely what we did with our kids this year but when we really put it to paper and we started to make a list of the pros and cons the living in France on the other side of the world away from our family and friends where our children can't go to school because they're not vaccinated mm. and then the homeschooling bans coming in it's like there were a lot of things that we had to really get honest with and admit that it's actually not supportive for our family right yeah. now and you know when you didn't go up to super league that was really tough because mm. the boys were really hopeful that that was going to happen for you guys because you had the financial backing you've got an awesome team the club takes care of all yeah. of the families like it is a beautiful club to be at and even the you know the environment amongst the 
the families and mm. the wives and the partners so was the best that I've ever experienced. Yeah. And I absolutely loved being with the girls there. But again, we really had to get honest and ask ourselves, is this environment supportive of our, for our family and right just now? just on that, like, there was so much unknown regarding this season, the 2021 season. Like, we went, we went to know, like, it's been pushed back already. They initially announced the date of February 28th or something that the season would be kicked off. And then mm. the UK government's pushed it back now to, like, March because of COVID. And all those, like, not unknown and plus the the vaccination on top of that, whether mm. the, um, the RFL is going to make the COVID vaccine mandatory. Yeah. So all, that was playing in my head too. And obviously if they rolled that out, then there was no way that I was going to yeah. play anyway. So I thought, you know what, let's just freaking pull the trigger now and let's just get out of the... Yeah. Even though it was so hard. And it literally, like, when the day that they found out that they were not going to go up to Super League and they are staying in championship... Yeah he came through the doors like we were you know going back and forth and take text yeah. message and you know like there was this gut-wrenching feeling because it was like this is a massive decision like it's literally all we've ever known basically yeah. is him always playing footy and our lives revolving around his footy schedule yeah. and always having to plan things like, you know, in the off season mm. and, you know, certain things that we were restricted with, with your um, career. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It gave mm. us so many blessings and so many amazing opportunities and friends. Um, but it is, it's a way of life that we've only ever known yeah, together. We've exactly. been together 11 years and he's always played football. He's always had a contract. Mm. He's always traveled. And so this was a huge, 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 huge yeah. decision and something that we really had to sit with and like, I think there was a couple of times where it's like, oh my God, did we make the right choice? Like, yeah. did we make the right decision? Do we really want to go back to Australia? Yeah. And um, yeah, like he physically like went through oh, a I was massive a mess. <laughs> I was like, as soon as the, this, this uh, as soon as the decision was made and um, in my head we were, as a team we were all at the club watching it on live TV the coach and all the players and throughout the whole meeting like I just kept saying to the boys you know boys whatever happens today I just want to let you guys know that I love you and they'd all just like laugh off thinking oh just Frankie being Frankie but in my head I knew if it was a no then like I'm out of here and I'm, I'm going to have to tell them like the following day or whatever yeah. so when old mate came out and read this, the decision and they um, took up Lee Centurions instead of us you know straight away my heart just sank mm. but at the same time like there was a bit of excitement there and on the drive home I'm just like thinking to Tay like this is it this is it I opened up the door I just started crying straight away I was like oh wow we're heading like home like that's massive it massive energetic purge of like mm. like okay this is it like this is really it yeah. now like we've made the decision because yeah. the night before the results were revealed um you know we were we were speaking a lot like i for me personally i was going through so much i was yeah. crying like i was very like emotional a couple of weeks leading up to this because i i just intuitively felt like we have a beautiful house, we have a beautiful life here, but there's something still not right. Yeah. Like I'm still not feeling fully aligned here. Yeah. And I really had to admit that to myself and then be honest with him, which yeah. kind of, which, which threw him off because at yeah. one point, you know, we do a Sunday ceremony, like every Sunday and one Sunday ceremony, I was telling him, you know, <laughs> I've, I've processed it. It's uh, fine. I've surrendered. I'm trusting mm. like we're, we're exactly where I'm meant to yeah. be. Like trying to convince myself like, yes, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. And then the following week, I literally was like bursting into tears and just like I want to go home. sobbing my heart out saying I can't I, I can't do it. I need to we and need I felt so blindsided I was like mate literally in this seat <laughs> like you told me last week that we were sweet 
and that's what that's what got me thinking oh well like you know there's definitely something going on and yeah i just said no you know what we'll just put it on this decision whatever happens on december 14th then that is the ultimate sign and yeah here we are and like that away like i'm happy yeah i'm at peace yeah. um yeah as i said it was so disappointing to like say goodbye to the boys and obviously let it, uh, go. Let it yeah let it go but i think in my mind the hardest thing was just the timing of it all because in my head I had this massive thing alright cool you know I'll play to end of the season win the championship whatever and then like I know I'll have a date in my mind that okay that's my last game but then to have it read out on, on, on TV by old mate saying that we're not going up and then knowing in my head that we've already made a pact that whatever happens this is our call mm. that, I think that was the hardest thing so yeah and he kept saying, you know, like, I feel like, you know, part of me feels like I haven't finished on my terms because, you know, he didn't, the last game that he played, he didn't realize it was his last game. Yeah, and before COVID hit last year, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. He yeah. literally played four games and then the season was canceled because mm. of COVID. And so, you know, like there was a massive ego death that yeah. had to happen for my husband um, in order for us to really make peace with this decision and move home, like, mm. and really like enjoy being back here and embracing it yeah. and not having any regrets or any resentments whatsoever. Mm. And so I have to say, like, hats off to you, babe, for mm -hmm. actually, like, pushing through that and persevering because, yeah. you know, it's – this is a thing that we've seen definitely in the footy environment and the footy arena is, like – people's whole lives are wrapped up in footy and that's their yeah. entire identity and it's mm. all they ever know and it's like the only thing that they know yeah. and if you're not building a lifestyle or a life outside of that or setting yourself up for after footy yeah. um it can be really hard like for people mm. to just or like tr instantly kind of like give it up or mm. like they have their careers finished like you know there's a lot of people who've played and had no idea their last game was going to be their last game yeah. because of injury or you know um something happened in their contract that's mm. been ripped up and and lots of different things like that and so you know i kept saying to him like you had a you have a contract you're physically fit you can play and you're mm. making this this decision to walk away like yeah. that's your choice and that is actually on your terms and so be like you know so grateful for mm. everything that it has given us because it has given us this yeah, amazing lifestyle life. we've met so many amazing people have mm. had the most amazing opportunities yeah. but now we honestly feel like there's a massive energetic shift happening right now especially mm. with 2020 ending and going into 20 21 this year is asking us to make massive big decisions mm. that are going to truly support our family long term and not just short term anymore mm. and so that's what needed to happen yeah. for us to really like step into that and be like okay this is what we're actually doing and really reclaiming our power in that way mm. no it's good because obviously the identity thing like it always in my head you know i love footy i love footy no matter what but you know what i don't need footy like and i've always said that from day one like i've um i know who i am mm -hmm. internally you know i've done the work and you know footy I, I i'm so grateful for the opportunities it's given us as a family mm -hmm. but at the end of the day like i need my family and like we even spoke about taylor coming home with the kids for like a couple of months and stuff like that and i said like, mate no way like it's not worth it like yeah I'm, at a, I'm a bit older now, you know, 34, so I'm a bit different okay. from the other boys over there. So I was happy just to have my time with them. And I guess I wish them all the best. And I know they're going to do well this year, but mm -hmm. I know this is the right decision. And I guess all the fear and all that stuff that was coming up for me was a place where, like, shit, man. Like, yeah. this is all I've ever known since high school. I've literally walked out of high school into a full-time sporting environment. That was, like, that was when I was 18. I'm 34 mm -hmm. now. So um, all the fear of, you know, 
entering the real real world. Uh, you know, I've done all I've done all I got a lot of certifications up my sleeve, which is uh, it's good to have. And mm. well, I guess it's just, once again it's just that timing of like shit like. I would have been ready if I knew this was my last game, but all of a sudden it's like basically jumped on us, and yeah. I guess it's it's exciting too because we've got so many things to look forward to this yep. year. Like you know, Tay said a couple of times um, to me, ever since I've made that decision, like so many doors have like come, like have opened for us, and yeah. all these opportunities keep flooding in. Yeah, and I just can't wait to experience mm. this year because now, once and for all, there's no footy um, schedule. Mm. We can just basically do whatever we want. Yeah, and uh, I kept saying to him. You know, like when he was really in, in it and like feeling like, oh my god, did I make the right decision? I mm. said, baby, I promise you, let's make this decision. Let's pack up this house, get on the flight back to Australia, mm. take this next step. And once we get into Australia, I promise you, the next step will reveal itself. And he kept saying, like, but what am I going to do? And like, you know, like what what's going to happen? And like, there was so much yeah. uncertainty for 2021 for us because he's always been the breadwinner of the family. Like he's always had the finances and the income and stuff like that. And mm. I said, baby, like for those of you who don't know, he's been studying breathwork mm. to be a breathwork facilitator. He actually is um, qualified level one breathwork facilitator and he's continuing mm. to do his study. And I was like, baby, you've been studying breathwork for the last six months. Yeah. <laughs> you've got something to go to. And, you know, you've opened up your business and, you know, he's really stepping into this mm. arena of helping men with their trauma yeah. and like healing through the breath and all of this, these things. And, you know, in your own way, babe, you are so inspiring, especially mm. to other males out there and especially to Polynesians out there watching yeah. this too. And so this is like, an invitation for you to really step into yeah. your power in a whole new way because you know I, I kept saying to you as well while we're going through it and we're processing it I said baby it you, it's game time for us is not you being on the field anymore mm. game time for us is coming back home to Australia in 2021 and really bringing the fire and the heat yeah. and being a stand for our families and other families especially mm. especially the vaccine injured families yeah, um, when we have you know these mandates that are rolling in and being spoken about and being mm. like passed in parliament and you know legislation's being written up we know it's coming we know it's coming and you know we always felt like you know we've done so many years of studying and research and we've been speaking about this for so long mm. and it's like now it's finally here like yeah. the thing that we knew was coming all along it's finally here it's like i don't think france is where we're meant to be right <laughs> now like we need to be back in australia we need to be back in australia like standing with our people and mm. you know really um showing strength in numbers and and rallying around each other and yeah. having each other's backs and that's the thing like i felt like like there was a massive longing for me to back, be back with mm. my people and like in my element in my environment and expressing yeah. and speaking my truth and connecting with people and all the things that I love to do that I wasn't getting yeah. in France um and so we made the decision mm. and we packed up the house like you know it's not easy packing up a house again like we literally oh, just no. moved into a house oh, and then we packed oh, yeah. up again like, oh. packed up again and then gosh. you know got everything sorted and there was like a lot of me that i was like oh my gosh i look so ungrateful right now but i just like we just moved into this house the club helped mm. us get this house and you know so many things um that had to be done to for us to get into the countryside before the city was going into lockdown yeah. again and and i'm so grateful that we got to experience that house yeah. and it was such a beautiful time that we had that together was. there was so much peace and love and the kids mm. were running free um but i really felt like that chapter was ending and we needed to come back to australia yeah. now and so we did we packed up the house literally over christmas like we had nothing in the house for christmas and um, mattress 
<laughs> literally sleeping on an air mattress for like two weeks. Yeah. And then, you know, thankfully was in contact with an amazing travel yes. agent, Hamish, which I will definitely share his details for anyone trying to get home. He was an absolute legend. Yep. Um, and, you know, it was almost near impossible to get a family of four on a flight back to Sydney out of Paris, but yeah. he made it happen. Um, and we're so, so grateful. And that's the other thing when he said, when one door closes, mm. five or 10 more doors open. And, and it's literally like the universe, as soon as we made the decision, yeah. the universe was like, you've made bang, the decision, bang, 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 here bang, you go. Bang. Here's a flight to Sydney. And then oh, we got to Sydney and, you know, we've heard horror stories after horror stories about quarantine and we were mentally preparing and getting ourselves yeah. ready and like talking All through. we wanted was a window. That opens. Minimum window. No, I just want a window that opens yes. up so I could get fresh air. But anyways, we, you know, we set an intention before we like went up mm. to Paris to fly home. And as soon as we like, you know, left our driveway, basically we just saw angel numbers the entire Hello. time. So all the 11s, all the fours, like all of the twos, all the numbers and had this confirmation of just guidance. Like our ancestors were with us. Our guides were with us, like God and source and universe mm. was protecting us and had our backs and was like, yes, you've made the right decision go home, go home, go home. And so, um, you know, we had a beautiful flight back. There was no one on the flight. It was just basically us and 10 other people. Um, and then, you know, got into Sydney and had a really good experience. Mm. Um, you know, they do the health, health screening. Like there's a whole process that you have to go through and like, just before I go into that, as we were flying home, the Australian government, mm. New South Wales government, were literally changing their policy as we we're flying home. Australian so, government. So, yeah, Australian government, mm. sorry. So now before anyone gets back to Australia, they have to do a COVID test and test negative to get yeah. back to Australia and they reduce the cap. So there was like, how many people? 18. 18 people on our flight. Including us. Including us. So 14 others. And then they've now reduced the cap by 50%. To make nine in total. So now there's nine people oh, on the flight. That's crazy. What a ridiculous waste of resources and, you yeah. know, all the things when you're flying. Um, but that's, yeah, that's the, the case now. And so we literally just, we feel like we got back right in mm. time. Um, and we took that opportunity and went yeah. with it. And we got back, um, we came back to Sydney, we landed, went through the health screening and, you know, like uh, they tried to do the gun to the head and I said no like can you do something else on the wrist e. and they said you can do E so we did the E and then we went to the you know the next doctor who we had to have a talk to um, and you know it's just it's interesting mm. when you've read the policies and you've read the public health orders and you know you were informed and you know what you're talking about and you ask certain people okay you ask some questions and mm. it's interesting how when you are an informed person and you are pressing them for information how much more different the conversation is and so i'll give you one example um you know the doctor that we spoke to at the airport i asked him can we decline day two tests and he said no only diplomats can decline it mm. and so i said well that's interesting when did the policy change because i've had uh family and friends in quarantine who've declined day two um and <laughs> they're not diplomats and so he said no um you can't decline it's only diplomats that can decline it so i was like okay whatever i'll I was speak. like can you just shut up so you just like get forget <laughs> i'm like ready to go into and i was like oh it doesn't matter I'll just speak to the people, you know, the nurses when we get to quarantine. <laughs> Anyways, so I went through all of that hoo-ha and everything was fine. Um, it didn't even take that long. Honestly, it was like mm. an hour. Like the whole process was an hour and we've been hearing stories of like people saying, you know, it's a minimum three, three hours. hours to get through the airport yeah. and do 
all the checks and everything, but we absolutely flew through the airport and then we got on the bus um, with our thousand bags that we have brought back <laughs> to Australia. And I'm sure like the army guys oh. were like picking up our bags, I was so heavy. Every bag was at least like over 30 kgs. Yeah. So. And everybody would be thinking, what's, oh man, that's yeah. crazy. I was like, oh well, that's their job, they can handle our bags. <laughs> so anyways, jump on the bus, get to, you know, uh, we don't know where we're going to actually. No. So we're just like, all we want is a window that opens with yeah. fresh air. That's all please, we want. Please, please. So, like, we've been like, setting an intention from Paris all the way. Let's have the best, best like experience, yeah. flights, Ticked, good experience. Yeah. Um, transition, tick, good experience. Now we're on our way to the hotel, the Cleese Hotel. Good experience. It's a good experience. So I'm downstairs filling all the paperwork with all the coppers and the receptionists and stuff like that. You're up here with the kids. Mm-hmm. I walk out of the elevator. She opens up the door with the biggest smile on her face. Because <laughs> we have a balcony yeah. with fresh air and sunshine. Honestly. And, oh my gosh. I walked into this apartment and I was like, oh, I want to fall to my knees and yeah. just like thank you like everyone who's been protecting us and guiding us and you know so holding us during this time because we literally got exactly what we mm. asked for and called in which was a balcony with fresh air yeah and we got massive it. balcony and a 10 so, meter balcony yeah so center point tower all the city over, skyline looking over the harbor yeah. center point tower darling harbor um you know we've got a lot of space in here and this is a thing we know this is quite rare yeah. we've heard a, we've had a lot of family and friends in quarantine um and it has not been a good experience yeah. whatsoever the food has been disgusting um, no been fresh air unbelievable. No, other people's experiences oh, okay. have been really really bad but we honestly have had a great experience yeah. in quarantine so far but we still got a couple more hours but we'll see what happens tomorrow we've had and we've honestly I think it's because we've made our vibration um, you know really rock solid and Mm. the fact that whatever was going to happen we're always going to have a good experience and just high vibe coming from love you know making sure the kids are all good and the kids Mm. have been fine they have not even asked to leave like I'm like (gasps) the door's not locked I'll be like I I was hoping we had one of those chain things to lock the door because our kids are like full on they love it like just to go wandering and stuff like that they have not tried to go out the front door once so I was like, okay. But I think they're, like, they're over it now. They're ready, yeah. they're ready to see their family. So. Well, we make it like a fun thing when there's a delivery. Yeah. They're like, there's a delivery. Do I feel sorry delivery? for these guys. Literally, we've had deliveries like every like third day. Our family's been like bringing food. We've been ordering like extra Uber Eats, just all yeah. the nice stuff that we like. Mm. Um, deliveries from yeah. shopping centers and stuff. So Yeah. So anyways, back to the COVID test story. Mm. Oh, so yes. he told me that, you know, can't decline day two, only diplomats. Mm. Anyways, that's fine. Have a conversation with a nurse and, you know, it's really interesting on the phone to the nurses how yeah. they word things and they really do make you feel like you it's mandatory or you don't have a choice mm. you always have a choice and um, you know they say they really encourage people to get the day two test mm. because they want to find out sooner if you're positive for COVID then you're going to move to a different facility and obviously have more testing and be monitored more and so you know I said to the nurse on the phone when she was running us through the drill and what was going to happen I said okay well we're definitely going to decline day two test um, because we'd rather just run the risk we'll get swabbed on day 10 if mm-hmm. that's the case um, you know because we don't we didn't think that we will show positive for COVID because mm-hmm. we are completely healthy and we're fine no symptoms and so you know she's like okay that's fine you have to speak to the nurse when they come to your door so I was like okay well I'm happy to speak to a doctor as well but we're definitely declining mm-hmm. there's no way I'm going to be putting us through two rounds of tests unnecessarily yeah. um, and so you know the doctor came to the door and 
said that we're here to swab and I said I've already told the nurse that we're declining day two and he's like oh, all of you are declining all of you are declining day two yeah. I said yep we're all declining day two and he said okay and then left us in peace mm. so the whole thing with you know you can't decline day two only diplomats is a complete load of crap mm. you can decline day two um, there is nothing in the policy or the public health order to say that you have to get day you know two tests in quarantine there's actually no specifics around testing when you yeah. read the public health order um, so we declined day two fine that was all, no, all good no dramas mm. Um, but we knew when it came to day 10 test that there were certain things that were going to be a deal breaker for us. For example, we did not want the kids having a nasal test. That was a deal breaker. If that was the case and they were trying to force that upon us, then we said, we'll just stay 24 days. Mm. We'll just cop the 24 days because that is an option too. If you don't want to do any testing, you've got to stay for 24 days in quarantine. Mm. And if you've got a hotel room with no fresh air and window, that's a really, yeah. really tough ask. And personally, kids. my mum has done that. She mm. is a badass, has declined um, you know, all of their testing when she came back from France when she was with us and she did 24 days in quarantine because she was not going to do the test and she st um, stayed true to her you know her own intentions and mm. what she really felt strongly about which was amazing um, but obviously when you've got kids it's a different story and you've yeah. got to consider two young children um, in the picture too so you know we were having discussions about it and like in the back of my mind I'm like no nah, we're going to do the 24 days it's yeah. fine we can do it and then he's like babe like the kids need to get out of here like you know like we've been good with the balcony but yeah. you know towards the back end of it they do go a bit like they need to just let some steam off right run around at a park yeah. so um yeah we had a conversation the deal breaker would be if they make us do a nasal for the kids there's no, no way. way and we'll do 24 days so anyways spoke to the nurse no, they know. changed the day 12 yeah so the nurse calls you every day spoke to her and i said it's day 10 today where's like is a nurse coming mm. up she said oh no we've changed the policy again like and this is the thing they keep keep changing the policies and it's like well where is this written because it's just like everyone's just going off their own mm. whatever they make up on the day basically so they moved the testing to day 12 so day 12 came around the nurse comes up and we had a conversation uh with the nurse and you know basically just started pressing her again and, and saying we're not comfortable with the kids doing nasal do they have to do the nasal can they just do the mouth swab because that was our compromise mm. they can do the mouth swab we don't want them to do the nasal and she said no they've got to do both nasal and the mouth the mouth swab so I said okay well that's interesting and I basically went into a whole not a rant but I was just I was laying down the facts basically really like holding my ground mm. and, and sticking to what I knew was the truth and the fact is kids under six definitely are in the low risk category they're yeah. they are not a threat to anybody um they're it's very very low risk they don't even have to wear a mask so why on earth do they have to get a nasal and a mouth swab is beyond me and I said to the nurse you know even if we do a test right we we've come from France we've been around a lot of people mm -hmm. who've had the test who have no symptoms who come up positive okay we've been around other people who've you know lots of um, stories in different teams where there's been one person who's tested positive in a household and the other who's been exposed to that positive yeah. person but hasn't tested positive is negative and it's very inconsistent mm -hmm. I said there's a lot of inconsistencies here and you keep changing your policies because yeah. I spoke to the doctor at the airport he told me you couldn't decline day two right then I get here and uh. I can decline day 
two and it's all good, right? And so they're like, oh no, day two you can decline. It's like, okay, well you've changed, these, these things keep mm. changing and I'm getting different stories from different people. Um, and so I said, you know, we are, we might as well, like if we're gonna do a test, right, and say we're positive, our time restarts again. So we've got to do another 14 days and we're gonna to move to a different facility. So I said, we might as well just run the risk and do 24 days and like just cop it on the chin rather than doing these tests because that's gonna be a deal breaker for us. I do not want anything going up my children's nose. No. And they said, oh, not even a little tickle on the no. nose. I was like, no, nothing up my children's nose. I said, mouth, so that's a stretch for me because I didn't even want to do that. No. Um, but, you know, keeping in the back of my mind, we want to get out and see our families. We want the kids to get, you know, onto some grass and yeah. like just get out of here and not be in the city. Um, you know, there was a lot to think about and consider. Mm. So she said, okay, well, you know, it's a bit of a process, you know, it's a bit of extra paperwork, a bit of a process. We've got to ring the doctor and just have a talk and say, you know, you're not comfortable with the kids doing the nasal and blah, blah, blah. I was like, that's fine. You can ring the doctor. Um, yeah. You know, we'll wait. So that's close basically the what they did. Um, two minutes later, she's back. Yeah, close the door. the door. Like literally two minutes later, mm. she knocked back on the door. So it wasn't a big process or paperwork. No. It was literally a phone call to the doctor to say, hey, look, you know, do the kids have to do a nasal? They're not even like, you know, yeah. they're low risk. They, they don't even have to wear a mask. They have to do the nasal test. They'll do the mouse and so she said that's fine I've spoken to the doctor and he's going to exempt the kids from the nasal I said thank you very much so I got what I wanted the kids didn't do the nasal um, test we had to do the test um, and you know then again had it in the back of our minds you know what if we come up positive or what if one of us comes up positive and then what happens and I said to that what what, what happens if yeah. one of us is positive and we've been in contact with the positive person but we've got, got absolutely no symptoms whatsoever they said um, well that's up to you guys to decide if you're going to split up and the person who's positive goes into the you know the next the different facility or you stay together and do quarantine again for 14 days so I was like this is just so ridiculous so anyways we got the results back in 24 hours and um, had a knock on the door again and I opened it up and it was more doctors and police and army and I'm mm. like okay what's going on here because I thought I was just going to get a phone call and they said oh um, we're here to give you you know your release papers basically <laughs> like we're criminals <laughs> for guilty for being healthy basically um, and just have Go, had to go through that whole process again. It was so dramatic. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is this really necessary? Like the amount of resources that I've seen that have been wasted on this is just crazy. But you know, we have, this is a process that we knew we're yeah. going to have to go through. We're going to have to make some compromises and make peace with our decisions. Yeah. And you know, that's another thing, like for anyone who's like judging or whatever, you know, have a think about what you would do if you're in this situation. There's some things that you have to go through, a certain process that you have to go through and you've got to make peace with it. Sometimes yeah. you've got to go through the system and you've got to make peace with that. And obviously we've had to go through this process, mm. you know, go through this whole system, this thing that they've got in place here. Do we believe quarantine works? Personally, no, we don't. We think that if you have a home, which we do, you should go home and like self-isolate if you need to. Yeah. We have our own home that we could go home to where we don't even have to, you know, have these resources that are like you know, it's supposed to be done by the government, but it's not even that because now they give you a bill, you got to pay for it. Um, mm, so yeah. we won't be paying for it, because <laughs> I will be putting it in for a waiver. Thankfully, we actually booked our original flights before July, before the cutoff. Yeah, um, we booked our original flights. So, you know, that's another thing. We've got this awesome apartment. We had a great experience. Yes, we had a good experience though. Yes. It's been good. Yes. It's been very, very good. And we're <laughs> very, very lucky, very blessed. But as, as you said, I think we definitely called this in. Like yeah. our, our vibration has been on high, point. on point. It's like, we're not gonna let quarantine no, beat us. No, And I think that's a whole, um, whole vibe for 2021 is just gonna be 
high standards, setting the right intention and, you know, letting the world flow and yeah. do us. Mm -hmm. And we'll be out tomorrow and we cannot wait yes. to see our family. Oh my goodness. I'm and literally going to be crying. In the real world. I'm going to be crying for the first 24 hours when I see my family and I hold my baby yes. niece, Tommy, for the first time, my newborn baby niece that I haven't met yet. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a beautiful experience. And I know like, you know, we're going to feel even more solidified in the fact that we did make the right decision to come mm. home when we chose to come home uh, with everything that's going down right now. In Europe. everything that's going on in America right now yes. you know like our our this is like go time for mm. us with our family like we've been training basically for this year mm -hmm. and we're just so pumped to be back we have so much to offer yeah. there are so many things that we want to birth and bring to life and do yes. together and you know you're really going to step into your power mm -hmm. in a whole new way and I can't wait for the world maybe to some park that. footy park footy or can I play some park footy <laughs> park footy come on I love park footy I'd, I'd much rather enjoy park footy than going to bloody stadiums and trying to run park yeah we're here in sydney australia mm -hmm. we are so excited to be back that's yes. just a long story that we wanted yes. to share can't believe we're back um, but yeah basically just give everyone an update as to what the heck we've been doing um we've been going through a lot we haven't been sharing anything on socials no. um we don't usually if we're going through something like no. big like this we don't we don't share or talk about it until we're posting to like literally get into my car tomorrow yeah. put up a story hey yes baby Beep, beep, beep. Party time! Yes, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to see all our family and friends. And, you know, I think this is going to be the boost that we all need to rally around each other yeah. and get this done in 2021. We're so, mm. so pumped and we've got lots of things in the works and really, really grateful to, you know, have had a great experience coming home. Yeah. Feel like we've been protected and we've always been taken care of. Um, and yeah. yeah, now we get to go back to our family home mm. where Hendrix was born, mm. my baby Hendrix and Ziggy, obviously. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really, really good time and we can't wait. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. Episode three, done and dusted. There's an update. We're back in Sydney. Yeah. And we'll be back soon. Very, very soon, actually. Yes. Now we're back home. We've got babysitters. Content, 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 content. <laughs> We've got babysitters. We can pump out oh, all the content. Oh, how good. We can film all the episodes. How good. Date nights. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Peace.